Smells good. <sighs> Man. It's so nice that it doesn't feel like a pandemic. Let's see here. Okay, the mic looks like it's in a good spot. Awesome. Pipe looks good there. wedding cake again today and this is the stuff I smoked I think it was either I think it was episode four where I got way too stoned but um maybe it was episode five I have no fucking idea I've only I've done less than 10 and I still and I already don't know what I'm doing but we're getting into that wedding cake again today but uh let's start this right what's up everybody and welcome to episode seven of the podcast I have no agenda today Literally uh, just going to hang out, smoke weed, and uh, get caught up with you guys for the week and uh, talk about stuff I'm working on today and my plans and uh, everything that's going on with uh, as far as like we just got put into quarantine officially. Me and my wife, me and my wife for the last, uh, well, at least her for the last two weeks, I've had to go out twice, but I was very careful to like just get like stuff we need, like water and milk and stuff like that. But my wife has been inside since like last Tuesday. So this Tuesday will make it an official two weeks for her. And, uh, we got the text last night. Um, it was like an emergency alert where they're like, Oh, starting tomorrow at 6am, everyone has to stay inside in the state of Colorado, except for like essential businesses. So my wife's a little bit frustrated, but it's, it's all for, it's all for the best, honestly, because everyone needs to do their part with this and stay home. Mm. man the wedding cake cut i'm smoking right now it like literally has this like sweet creamy taste with like someone poured some like gasoline on it it's like almost like vanilla cake with some gas on it and i know that doesn't sound like good if you were to eat something like that but when you're smoking it oh it's so nice something about it it's just um i love like the strains that have like almost like pastry tastes to them but with that og like you know foundation so it's like it's that like gassy flavors like earthy but then there's like this like little sweetness or pastry on top but not too overwhelming i just i like that nice blend of like gas with like a pastry or dessert kind of flavor not so much fruits but like i like the buttery salty like sweetness of like I just, the way I'm describing weed right now, isn't it so cool that now we live in a day and age where like we get to smoke stuff like this that just, I mean, at least if you're in a place like Colorado, like me, I'm lucky enough to smoke stuff like this, but it's so cool that uh, stuff like this is available now and uh, people like pheno hunted and bred genetics that can produce these type of terpenes. So it's super cool. Today I'm finishing up my order for village sensations. I'm finishing up the last couple uh, colored pieces I have for them. I got to make a two standard RBRs, and I have to finish a double diffused I'm working on. But I'm um, excited to get this order done for them. 
not a huge order. It's like, um, I think it's like 18 pieces, <coughs> but I made him some really cool pieces. Like this honey jar recycler right here is going to him and it's elixir gelato and North star yellow. And that elixir gelato is like a, it's a CFL color. It's elixir, but it has like this creaminess to it. Almost fumey, like, uh, how moonstone and colors like that get that little bit of transparent fuminess. Now I'm also going to be doing a giveaway next week. Um, to help out Ken, the owner of Village Sensations. I really want to promote this drop for him. It's not a huge one, and um, you know, I want to make sure all my followers know about his store. So I'm going to do a little giveaway and uh, to help promote the drop and uh, help get him some new followers and stuff because with everything that's going on right now, um, I truly believe the stores need the glass blowers just as much as the glass blowers need the stores. We need to work together to make sure that we like show customers where to get stuff and like have things set up right because all most of the stores right now are just doing shipping. They're, they're, um, their actual brick and mortar locations aren't open or they have restricted hours. So a lot of people are relying on shipping and Instagram to promote and advertise the glass they have. So us as glass boards, we got to post a little extra too. I know a lot of people only like to post like maybe like one thing a day and make the profile look more like a gallery or an art page. And that's actually what we do with Bear Mountain Studios. I have two Instagrams. Bear Mountain Studios is where we post like just like nice clean studio photos and that's that and they did it it's a fucking shit storm it's a mess but that's like my like real like almost like my i don't know it's like how i tell like it's like my video logs all that type of stuff is on they did it and then bear mount studios is more of that portfolio but my point is is like if you only have one instagram we might have to post more than once for a shop post a few times like let's you know we have to really use the tools we have right now to help the stores sell as much as they can as, and, you know, just let the customers know where the glass is. So um, we're going to be doing a giveaway with uh, Ken next week for, with uh, Village Sensations. Ken's the owner to help uh, promote that drop and get him some new followers. People don't pay me for these giveaways or anything. This is just stuff I do because I believe it helps me promote the product. It helps the store and it helps the customers know where things are. Um, I want is I want anyone that's following me to be following every single shop that I do drops at. That way they're, my dog just shook his ears. <laughs> um, that way, uh, anytime I do a drop, it doesn't matter what shop it's going to, you guys are up to date and you see people posting it and know about it. And yeah, and I really enjoy doing the giveaways. Honestly, it's, it's super fun. Um, you know, even if it takes me an extra three, four hours to make a, a piece to do a giveaway or longer, whatever it takes. I just do it. I do it because it's 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 kind of like a selfish thing because I really love doing it. I love giving away glass. It's fun because I remember when I was first buying pipes, I couldn't really afford anything that was more than like $200. Um, so I had a lot of like tubes with like, you know, different perks and shit in them, a lot of like clear stuff. And man, if back then when I was buying stuff in like 2008 and shit and there was like platforms or maybe there was, but I didn't know about it, a platform where people were like giving away glass and stuff like I would have been all over that shit. It would have been what would get me through those days like when I used to like be a commercial painter and I'd be on the side of a house like just painting in 100 degree weather. And I mean, I don't know if any of you guys that like follow me or watch this. Actually, I know of one guy, shout out to Matt Poppy in Cincinnati, uh, collector of mine. He's like a painter dude. I remember like we're going off on a sidetrack here, but I did a show in Cincinnati with Planet Caravan and um, I was hanging out there and I met this guy, Matt Poppy, and he uh, he was like, He's a little bit older than me. Uh, he's he's in his like late 40s, but 
and we were like hanging out and this the reason the age thing is important because when i went out he was like hey dude do you want to go fucking take a dab in my van and i was like fuck yeah bro so we went out in the parking lot and we like had a little session in his van and i got in his van and it literally smelled like my dad and that sounds weird but it smelled like resin and paint thinner and like my dad growing up always smelled like dirty burnt weed and like paint thinner and like i smelled that and i was like this is what i grew up with this is like this is my home this is what we smell like where we come from because we were commercial painters we smoked fucking midzy weed like not saying matt was like that i'm just saying we're talking about my family matt was smoking some heady shit in his van but it still had that like smell of, like someone smoked a pipe and you smelled all the painting materials like paint thinner and stuff like that so that nostalgia like when i like that's i don't know that's why i like love meeting people like you can find common things even in just senses you like smell something like oh you remind me of this person or growing up here or this or that so a little sidetrack there but um man like what would have got back to what I was saying, what would have got me through the week having someone do giveaways and shit like that when I was a commercial painter and painting on the side of the house and just the worst days ever, like killing myself for like nothing, like barely making anything. And uh, I used to just sit there and like dream about pipes. I wanted to get at the head shop. I'd be like, okay, I only need to save up like 150 more bucks and I can get this piece I've been saving for for like months. Um, and like one of the pieces I was saving up for was like this really, uh, really nice Toro. Um, it was like slime. It was like double stacked, like perks. And it was just like the coolest piece. And it was like this, it's one of the, it was the most expensive piece at the time. I could even imagine buying it was like $800. And like my friends thought I was crazy, but I was like, no, this is like so sick. But man, when I worked shitty jobs, even being a dishwasher and stuff, the things that would get me through the week is just like, you know, thinking about that thing I wanted and but how like, like I said, where we all, how we got here was I was just saying that giveaways and stuff like that. I like doing them personally because I look at where I was maybe like eight, 10 years ago. And I was like, this shit, I would have loved if someone was doing something like this. So I just do what I personally like and hope there's enough people out there that enjoy what I enjoy. Um, but yeah, we like my joining guy and see, we go off on tangents. There was no plan for today. We're just, we're just chatting and hanging out. If you guys, you know, get your rigs out, you know, light up your joint, your blunt, whatever you're smoking. If you're not even a smoker, let's just hang out and talk and you can watch some guy get stoned on camera. But, um, I eventually want to like actually like dab and shit on here. I just don't know what like YouTube's things are with dabbing. Like, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll test one. I just don't know if like, I've heard of some videos getting taken down, but I see that Matthias seems to do fine with it. He has tons of videos of him like doing different fuckery with dabs and stuff. So I think we need to like start like session these pieces on the actual episodes and stuff like that. But uh, we kind of want to just dip our feet in the water and figure this thing out and learn. And each episode is like we're practicing and trying different things. So me and my producer, Marcus Dials, are like working together to just like find like the format, find what we like and find what you guys like. So this is all just the beginning of it. I'm so happy I'm not congested today. My voice annoyed, annoyed me so bad last episode. I was like, oh my God, it's almost, uh, you can almost not listen to it just because I was just so extra whiny and nasally than I already normally am. A little bit, uh, it was a little bit obnoxious. But I appreciate all you guys that listen and check that out. I had a lot of fun on that episode, even though I wasn't feeling great. Yeah, I was uh, I was talking to my dad the other day, and my dad, if you think I'm chatty, he's even more chatty. I mean, this guy, 
I want to have him on the podcast eventually and just have him tell stories about the sixties and stuff and like selling drugs and all the crazy shit he got into. And cause I wouldn't even have to do any work. I could sit there and get super high and just listen to him. And you guys could just listen to him with me, like a bunch of little kids sitting around an old guy talking and telling stories. But man, when he starts talking, we have like a, a term for it in our family. And I, I think I made, I'm pretty sure I made it up, but we call it a Joe NATO. My father's name is Joe. And uh, it's like a storm. It's a Joe NATO. When he starts talking, he just it can't be stopped. And uh, I think that'd be fun to do an episode. But I was talking to him the other day because, uh, I mean, we talk, but we don't talk enough. And it's my fault. I don't reach out to people enough. I'm in my own little world. And, you know, I get distracted really easily. But finally had a conversation with him after not talking for a couple weeks the other day just because I've been so busy. And, um, you know, he was just asking us how we were doing over here and stuff. He's down in Florida right now, and he was just, you know, checking up on us, make sure everybody's healthy and safe, you know, being a good dad and a good grandfather. <coughs> and he was um, he was talking to me about that, the whole uh, COVID-19, the whole coronavirus thing. And, uh, you know, my dad's normally, honestly, he's going to listen to this, but I'm the real dad. You're usually pretty negative about things and you were being positive about this whole Corona thing, which freaked me out, but he was being really positive about it and talking about how like, Hey, like it's going to be tough right now, but maybe after this whole thing is done and over, things will be even better than they were before. Maybe people will remember how important it is to be a good neighbor. Maybe people will remember, you know, like what it is to be Americans and work hard together as a nation, you know, like maybe that because things, for the most part have been pretty easy for most of our generation. I feel like most of us, obviously not everyone, but we, maybe we haven't gone through enough struggle as like, you know, a generation in this country to feel super connected. Like we all are here in this together, you know, like really feel it. So he was talking about all the positives he think that might come out of this and how he thinks it's going to be over before people know it. And it was nice to hear some positivity because, man, if you go on the computer and the news and stuff, all you see, it seems like is negative shit. But I don't want to talk too much about the corona. I just wanted to say that one thing. It was, uh, you know, there might be some positives that come out of it. It's going to be tough right now for a bit, but and it might be tough for a long time. But maybe the positives will be more in just how we treat each other and, you know, how we act as people. But we'll see. We'll get off that whole Corona thing though. We'll, uh, we'll talk about some glass and honestly talk about whatever. I don't know. Like I said, there was no agenda today. We're just going to get in here and make sure we stick to our episodes and stay consistent. And that consistency, like, you know, I've, I've told people, Hey, like, you know, like my point of view with social media, start posting your face, like do things to show who you are. In the beginning, like, it's not going to get you more views. In the beginning, it might get you some more haters, honestly. You know, people, it makes you more vulnerable. But the consistency is what's going to get you the success. It's not just doing it a few times. It's sticking with it even after a year of doing it, and it doesn't really seem to change anything. You just feel like you've shown your face a bunch and made yourself vulnerable. So my point is, is we want to stick with these podcasts, even if I don't have like, uh, like an actual written down agenda, I just want to make sure I come hang out and talk to you guys and like do a video and like stay updated and just be consistent with what we're trying to do here. So that as we do have like really like fun subjects and different things to talk about, like we make sure we reach the most audience and people that actually are interested in what we're talking about. 
but the consistency is what you guys need to stick with the people that are doing social media stuff your art glass boards your artisans your musicians whatever you're doing and you're trying to reach an audience is just be consistent even if no one's looking even if you get like no views like my podcast right now on youtube doesn't have very many views i'm not doing it for the views i'm i'm doing it to be consistent because i know with consistency maybe after four or five six years it could be a cornerstone of my business or things I'm trying to do. So invest your time for the future, not for the moment. And that's uh really, if I could give anyone any advice that I feel like would like cross over into all industries is just being consistent with what you're doing. Cause that's, what's going to add the value. People will know that it's going to be there next week and the week after. And that gives them hopes of investing their time or their money or what they want into it because they're like, well, it's going to keep coming. So I'm going to put something into it. I'm going to at least watch it or I'm going to buy a piece or I'm going to do this, whatever it is. So be consistent with whatever you're doing out there, guys. It keeps happening. Every episode, I light the joint like 6,000 fucking times because I, I won't just sit here and smoke. That's why eventually we got to have some guests on here after the whole quarantine's over so that I can smoke and like let someone else talk and then give my input. But, um, for now, it's just watching me constantly light a joint and talk about whatever's on my mind. I'm really stoked about like the response to the last episode too. Like, thank you so much, everybody who checked that out. I was stoked. A lot of uh, positivity there. And here in a little bit in this episode, we'll get into like um, I had some people ask some questions and stuff, and I saw a few pretty good ones in there. So, um, because I did a little poll on Instagram last night before, and I told everyone, hey, we're doing episode seven tomorrow. Let's uh, possibly do a little like uh, question and answer because we only did one in episode one. Um, now we're in episode seven. So I feel like maybe, you know, every now and again, we'll do some questions just to get caught up that way. If anyone's watching the podcast, you can ask some questions, maybe podcast related too. if you're like, we're confused about something I talked about or want to, you know, just ask a question related to that. And I can answer it in the next episode. But we'll get into that in a minute. Try and slow down for a second and just just enjoy the morning because I go off and just start talking. And a lot of these episodes, too, if you're listening on the uh, podcast app or just the audio, a lot of this stuff is visual, too, Like when, especially when we start talking about function on pieces. And um, I move my hands a lot and talk about stuff. So I'd say if you're able to like throw the YouTube up and like you can still just work and not fully pay attention to it, but if I'm talking about something that you may need to see visually might be confusing on the audio version of this podcast. Yeah, today I'm like getting into working on some colored pieces and um, I'm working so many new colors. It's like I'm doing like we're doing all blowouts now instead of coil pots. So like shaping the RBR, shaping like different prep is totally different. Like shaping a coil pot compared to a blowout I know that maybe a lot of you listening aren't sure what these terms even mean, but they're just different ways of creating a piece of tubing so that you can shape that piece of tubing into a pipe. Coil pot is one technique. A blowout is another technique. There's a bunch of different ways to get tubing, but those are two of the main ways. And we've totally switched over from coil pots to blowouts. So I've almost lately been feeling like I've been relearning how to blow glass. Um, Cause shaping the blowout is a totally different animal than the coil pot. They have a, uh, different almost like different densities and even though it's the same color they just it the glass flows differently because depending on how you prep that color it almost has like a like a memory to how you made it so it starts as a rod then you work it into a piece of tubing when you go to shape it 
each type of prep shapes differently. So my point is, is that lately we've been doing all blowouts this year. So I'm just getting used to that. And it's been, oh, I haven't been making as much glass as I want, but I'm really happy with how things are looking. So like, I'm really stoked on the finished product. It's just taking me a little longer to make stuff, but that's okay. As long as like the quality is going up and I'm more happy, I'm happier with stuff. Like the, the better and better things get, that's all that matters. Even if the, the speed slows down a little bit until we refine it or get used to working that different prep. But yeah, I have a bunch of new colors. I'm, I'm working some uh, shifty satin peach today, which is a really, really cool color. I'm excited to show this piece off. I'm combining it with a uh, Nimbus, which is like a, like a smoky blue color. And then the shifty satin peach, it's like a bright orangey peach that shifts to like a neon pink. And it has this sheen to it. it almost looks like silk, which is really cool. So I'll, I'll be posting that up. And whenever you guys hear this episode, you will have already seen that piece. So you'll be able to relate and understand what I'm talking about. Cause I'm going to post it a bunch cause it's going to be gorgeous. As long as I don't break it anyways, I'm going to just fucking jinx myself there. Cause it is not finished yet. But yeah, working with a bunch of new colors today and I'm excited, I'm excited to play around. You guys would think with how many pieces I've made that there's no more colors left, but you wouldn't believe how many colors we're finding out there that we can work as long as we blow it out a certain way and we have to sleeve it with clear because some colors are so sensitive. They can't really, um, they can't really get hit with the flame. Like they'll just get really weird if you do. Um, so it's just nice. I feel like we're learning a lot. I feel like there's new studios all set up and we have this all this new equipment and I feel like we're trying new techniques and prepping all of our own stuff and just I feel like we're learning a lot as a collective here because it's me and Cormac Glass like it was just me for years but like October like about I don't know he's been here for like a year and a half now but he got here a few months after my daughter was born and he's just been working side by side with me. He's been learning how to blow glass. He was here before the studio got completely refinished. He helped me do the whole thing. Just a good kid. Cormac glass on Instagram. Um, but it's, uh, just, just us working on all this stuff. And I mean, I feel like we're both learning so much like he, he's come so far. Like it's crazy. Like from, not really being able to do anything to now he just, the color he preps is so beautiful. Helps me so much to stay um, on top of my schedule because sometimes life happens. Sometimes you got to be a parent and you have to step away. Maybe you can't work for eight hours of that day or something happens or whatever, you know, life happens. It's, let's be real. It happens to all of us. And just making sure that I have all this prep lined up just keeps me ahead. Cause I used to have to prep everything. Like a year and a half ago before he started, I did all the shipping, all the prep, everything. And it's just, <coughs> I swear it's changed the game. I honestly didn't want to work with anyone though a year and a half ago. Like, like I, when, when I first, like my whole like glass blowing career until about a year and a half ago, I like didn't really want to like work with anyone. I didn't want anyone near me. I was just not in a great like headspace just because life experiences. I had you know, there's things that happened like in losing friends or like having relationships fall apart with friends and family and people. I just didn't want anyone near me. I was like, I'll do everything by myself. And I did everything by myself for a long time. And I literally was killing myself to just barely make it by basically. And after my daughter was born and I just stepped back and I was like, this is not about me. I need help. I need people to help me. Like I'm 
I'm like making it a real point to be like, do everything by myself. Like, like I was working, like there's people that are watching this had been following me for a long time. So you saw the whole process from like in like 2017 and 18 where like my beard was way bigger. I was working like an insane person. I was working until four or five in the morning and I was getting back up at 7 a.m. and doing jujitsu and then going back to work for another 18 hours and doing that seven days a week. It was disgusting. I looked like I was fucking dying. It was horrible. I was like having friends reach out like, you good, dude? Like, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm just trying to see how hard I can push myself. It wasn't fine. I needed help. I needed, I needed people around me that could work with me and uh, that were passionate about it and saw the dream and wanted to do this with me as a team because it just wasn't possible. Um, so we're fucking, we're all over the place. See this podcast, where are we even going here? We just start talking. We go down all different paths and uh, most, a lot of reflecting and like we haven't even gotten into function yet. So again, if this is not your type of thing and you're just trying to watch function, we're going to play with some pipes here in a little bit and uh, you can fast forward to that. But yeah, Cormac Glass has been changing the game for me, helped me out a ton. And now we have my guy Brandon here. He's been here since August too. And he's been just helping. He helped rebuild the whole studio as well. Like he'd help do all the, like the concrete mixing and everything. I just like, I had all the plan and I knew how to do everything kind of. And I just said like, Hey, like you hand me that board and hand me this. So I had a lot of hands around me helping me. I had, well, I had Brandon and Cormac, and then Barry Glass stopped by for a day and helped us pour all the concrete in here. And again, if you guys are interested in seeing this whole studio remodel, you can scroll way back. But I think I'll make a, a highlights on my Instagram so that we'll have all the videos of the studio remodel so you can see how we did the poured concrete countertops and all the steel backsplashes and everything. Everything we remodeled out here. We turned to this uh, garage here that's hooked to my house into a nice little studio to help uh, make sure that we can continue to keep learning and make higher and higher quality products and new products and just, you know, pursue the dream, a place to start. Cause before, like when Cormac glass even started here, like this, this place was just not set up right yet. It was, it was basically like a storage area with like a bench against a wall where we could make some pipes. And that's, that was 2000. That was until last year in August. Like, so that was 2000, like, 18 19 2019 yeah wow yeah so we just remodeled this guy so we were working even when we were doing those huge drops we were working in like a not even not even a studio it was just like a garage with a bench it wasn't even set up for glass blowing Cormac glass was here for that so i'm stoked that he started at a point where he saw this whole thing change like he saw the whole process from like well not the whole process like i worked for like five and a half years before he started here but um, he saw the process of the studio being like not a studio and then turn into a studio. And then, you know, he's watching me and my wife, Cassandra, learn how to run a business and like learn like, you know, just like how to do volume and do like the orders we're trying to do and stay organized. Like, you know, having people that start with you early that can see all that and watch all that. It makes I feel like it adds an appreciation to where the business grows to because they feel like, you know, like, hey, like I was part of that. Like I saw that shit when it wasn't like, look at what we've built you know, we as a team, like it may be like mine and my wife's business and we may have like started all this thing, but like it's everybody's like people, other people that work here and uh, are trying to be part of this. Like this is, this is ours. Like we get to do this together. So, so it's sweet. It's sweet having all this color prep and all that stuff. And like this, we got down this crazy path just from talking about blowing out color, like talking about a type of color prep. So you never, you never know. 
but I'm gonna light my joint here in a second. We're gonna get into some function. I think we're gonna show off this honey jar that's going to Village Sensations. I know we showed off a honey jar last week, but this one's really cool. I also have a uh, double diffused. We can talk about like a side-by-side, -side, like the differences of a honey jar to an RBR. I think that's gonna be like, a good thing to go over because I've been posting honey jars the last couple days and I've had a lot of people being like, what do you prefer, honey jar or an RBR? So I think we should maybe talk about like the like key differences and maybe what you would like better because we all have a preference on how we like to smoke. So we're going to talk about that here in just a second. Look, at, I guess we did have an agenda. Look at us go, everybody. Uh, Mark, would you hand me that? Uh, pipe with the nail in it right there. I got water. I set in it because I was like, maybe I'll talk about the honey jar versus the double diffused. <coughs> Thank you, sir. All right. So, honey jar versus double diffused. And this is a 14 millimeter honey jar recycler. And this is what we talked about last week. Because one of these, I'm going to slide these in front of me and I'm going to point and not just assume that you guys know what I'm thinking about or talking about okay so right here we have the 14 millimeter honey jar recycler and then right here we have the 14 millimeter XL double diffused refined bell recycler as you can see they're actually about the same height I mean they're pretty close they're usually about the same height when they're done that's in the the joint where the joint sits same height like they're they're very, like as far as like their height and where the joint sits and the nail sits, that's actually going to be all pretty close to the same as your double diffuser. There might be variations of a millimeter or two or whatever, but they should be pretty close. But they are all handmade, so there's a little variety in there, but they should be close. So if you already own an XL double diffuser, you don't own any of my work, and you're more just interested in like what's like the real differences of these pieces. Um, We'll start with the honey jar because we talked about it last week. We'll just start with that and refresh everyone's memory and keep it quick. And then we'll go into the double diffuse and I'll pull on them. We'll talk about them a little bit. So the honey jar recycler has a totally different perk. It has a reinforced gridded inline perk, uh, where is the double diffuse has a shower head. Um, the honey jar recycler follows the format of a traditional recycler where the smoke and the water pump through a condensed line. And then when I say condensed line, I mean this uptake right here. Right here is where the smoke and water pumps up into the recycling chamber. So this condensed line, that's a very like that's like all recyclers for the most part. The RBR is different. It doesn't follow the format of like a like a recycler really. It's something else. So the big differences with the RBRs or the honey jar recycler is that it has that reinforced gridded inline perk, the actual condensed line, the uptake, the way it's set up, and then obviously the whole format of it. It's um it's got a lot more shaping to it. It has like this, the way the drain is set up, we talked about this last episode, so I don't want to go into it too much, but it has that like flat drain. It just doesn't look super traditional, but it follows a traditional format. So I think it's like, I'd call it like a modern version of like a traditional recycler. Like I feel like Eric Anders, Sovereignty, these people all did this before I did. Sovereignty had something that kind of was laid out like this with an inline perk. Eric Anders, his stuff was all like set up. It was like the beaker to the, like the condensed line. I know that ham like did recyclers too, like really early on. I'm just saying my influences are like, you know, Eric Anders, sovereignty, like those are the people I saw. So I'd say they did this layout before me. This is just like my take. 
It's like, I saw those recyclers and I was like, how do I make that my own? So I just, I saw that format and I tried to make something like that, but like hopefully with a semi-original shape. So that's the honey jar recycler, which we call the HJR. We abbreviate everything when we post, um, just cause writing out every post, I post a lot, but I think I need to start writing these out so people understand. Cause I think I have a lot of new followers and a lot of followers that maybe don't know what all the like little, like, you know, what, what like RBR honey jar recycler or HJR means. So this is the honey jar recycler. Now the XL double diffuse is the bigger version of like, you know, the standard RBRs you see in stores. These are usually the biggest ones you're going to see in a store. I do ones that are bigger, but that's all like custom and like different. It's not really offered wholesale. So the RBR, it's big differences is the perk. That's, that's a huge one. This, this one especially is a, is a double diffuse perk. So it has the reinforced gridded shower head to the bottom. And then the uh, gridded disc here in the middle, which actually holds like a little water on it, but um, it's not welded to the walls. You can actually shake that water right off. It's just so close to the walls that like, because adhesion, cohesion, the water will like stay above that disc. So the perk is the first big difference. They both have that puck foot though. You know what I mean? Like if you look at these side by side, they have like pretty much the same base. Um, like the drains are the same height. This is, these are very similar in layout, but they look totally different. And, um, that's my one thing with people. I'm like, look at the RBR design and you can use the same layout and the same setup, but make it so your own and original. You could do totally different shaping and it will still work really well. You just got to lay it out right. Um, so I think that's like just a point. I think the RBR is a great foundation for other people to build off of too. And you can make super functional, original recyclers. I just think this is a really simple format for a recycler and it works really well, but the perk is really different. You don't normally see a recycler with all this crazy perk going on. And then the, the way it uptakes water, like the honey jar recycler has this condensed line where the RBR has this really short run right here. It's right here is where it's condensed line is essentially, but it's only about, I'd say a quarter inch long. It's really, it's so minimal and it's almost like a little jet. It's only there and it's banked a certain way. So it jets the water and air to help create the, create that really aggressive vortex. So I just got something my one second. So the honey jar recycler follows that traditional format with that condensed line. This has that like little jet that just like propels the water. So yes, this is a recycler, but the way the, the RBR hits or the refined bell recycler hits, it hits more like a scientific bubbler that you would have hit in like 2008 or nine or 10. Like it doesn't hit like a traditional recycler where the honey jar has that a similar, like a similar feel to it, but the honey jar recycler is still effortless too. the way it's laid out. It, it has a chug to it, but it's a, it's a good effortless chug. It just shreds. Um, also too, the honey jar recycler is a quick drain. Like, I mean, sorry, the refined bell recycler has a quick drain on it. Um, whereas the honey jar recycler has a slow drain. The RBRs need to have a faster drain because they're moving so much water that they need to be fed water immediately or else they'll bottom out. Like they need to be fed water super, super efficiently. So the RBR has a super fast drain because the, how powerful the engine is in an RBR, which the engine is the perk you need just as like the intake, like what's feeding that engine, the fuel, you need that coming just as fast. So a fast drain on a recycler like this with a perk that that's that like that does that much, has that much energy and that powerful, it needs that fast drain. Whereas the honey jar recycler, the way it's set up, um, it has this like slower, more consistent drain and I'll pull on both of them, 
But this is going to follow that more traditional recycler where you have that after you stop pulling on it, you can sit there and watch the drain go for a minute. But it's still able to be pulled on and it won't bottom out. Um, because of like how far down that the inline is set, even though it's like um, even though the inline's facing up, and I know this is like an argument, some people are like inline facing down, inline facing up. Um, I like the inline facing up. I'm trying to reduce the amount of Luna. What do you think you're doing, lady? Um, I like the inline facing up because I'm really trying to reduce the amount of energy that's required by the user, which is you smoking the piece. I want, because it's a bigger piece, I really don't want you to have to work extra for it. And when that's facing down, it makes you work a little harder. And I'm also trying to make it easier on your terps and smoke. I want it to be the path of least resistance, but I want the most water moving efficiently as possible while it's following a nice smooth path. So it just carries those terps gently up to the mouthpiece and you get all that flavor. Because I've talked about it in other episodes, I feel like you can, like some people will be like, oh, too much diffusion. Um, isn't good for the flavor. Well, I don't think the diffusion on any level that we're achieving right here is affecting the flavor too much, unless it was like a frit perk. I think a frit perk might be a little bit over diffused for it. As long as the perks are really open, easy paths, I think it's more about like how rough the path is to get like the smoke to your mouth. Like how hard do you have to work? How choppy is it? Like, um, so like the RBR is a super direct, I mean, the RBR is a very simple, clean cut direct, Whereas the Honey Jar Recycler has a little bit more shape to it and form. The original Honey Jar Recyclers had a mouthpiece like the RBR. It just came like straight off the top. But then I did this like sidearm thing because they were already so big and I kind of wanted to like bring the height down a little bit. And also to the angle of the mouthpiece, just like kind of how it goes like down to the joint, like trying to create shape, um, at least in the outline within the piece. There's, there's just a lot more in the Honey Jar Recycler when it comes to like shaping and like the idea behind it. But... Um, I'm going to take a sip of coffee and then we're going to pull on these pieces. I'm going to show you the difference, like how the honey jar recycler has that slow drain, how the refined bell recycler has the quick drain. And we've talked about why. So we'll get into that in here in one second. Swing this mic around. Might need to adjust this a little bit here. I got my profound glass shirt on today. Love the guys over at Grandpa Glass. They are the ones that make all the custom bear paw opals. Just gotta make sure my face can fit in here. All right, how's that looking on you're on Mark? Do you need me to turn anything? Looking good, all right, cool. <coughs> all right, we're gonna start with the uh, Honey Jar Recycler, which like I said, has that slower drain. So let's get into it. Let's see here, take this hat off real quick. It's got that slower drain. Um, so it's about, I would say this drain is about two to three seconds longer than an RBR. So I'm gonna pull on this one more time then we'll jump right over to the RBR. So that slower drain. And that's like a lot quicker. This And this one holds like a lot of water above that disc too. So you don't even, I mean, you barely need to pull on it. You can see like some of them, the disc is a little bigger. And um, I personally, it doesn't change. Damn, chill, bro. 
Um, let me turn this mic a little bit. Some of these XL double diffuse will hold like a lot of water on the perk. And like you can see it'll go right, right back down. And uh, even if it holds a lot of water or it doesn't, it still does the same function. It's just there to help like create that little membrane that like reduces the amount of energy you need to use to make this big piece stack all that water at the top. Because you got to think about like the honey jar recycler has this condensed line. So the water pumps up it really easy because it's a small line. The RBR has this huge fat line basically and then a little jet up here. So you need to be able to stack all that water effortlessly so that it actually like pumps into there with some energy to create a nice spin. Um, this one actually has a little too much water in it, I think. But. Yeah, and you can like pop that little membrane when you're pulling it lightly. And it's all just drops back down. So it's it's so it's so interesting like making glass and putting water and stuff and seeing all the like all the like cool little things that like water does, like how it functions, how it spins, how it bubbles in the piece. I think that's one of my favorite things about pipe making, especially like pipes that you put water in it, functionals like that. It's just like seeing what the water is going to do, the path it's going to take, like how it's going to look visually when it bubbles. Um, that's what's really fun for me about like the whole like making functional pieces is just, I've said this before, is just doing all the function tests and playing with them and stuff. Just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that really keeps me constantly excited about this, even though there's days where I make the same thing all the time. It's, it's still just being able to function them and play with them and, and see them the next day finished and feel like, I don't know, the other day I was like cutting bubble caps for like, I made like 80 bubble caps and like, how many hours did it take me? It was like 24 hours pretty much. Excuse me. And making that many bubble caps and I cut them all on the saw and I have to like cold work them and clean them up and all the little steps you have to do with the bubble caps. But when I was cutting them, like, I wasn't even, like, upset. I was, like, and usually I'd be annoyed even because there's days where I have to make, like, 40 bubble caps. I've never had to make 80. This was, like, a record day. But the days I've had to make 40, I was, like, oh, this is so annoying. I don't want to make bubble caps anymore or whatever. But I'm, like, no, this is, like, I got to stick to it. Like, this is part of my whole thing. Um, even if people don't use them, it doesn't matter. It's just, like, part of what I sell with the RBRs. And um, but the day I had to, like, cut 80 and make 80 of them, I was just... I was excited to be doing it. I was like, this is really cool. Like I get to like work in my garage. Like I'm just a craftsman. I'm just working with my hands. Like my family's inside. Like you almost have to get yourself in a state of mind where, and this, this is one thing you could use for anything. Cause this was the state of mind that got me through being like a commercial painter or working as a dishwasher somewhere. It was just trying to put myself in a state of mind where it's like, you look at it, maybe it's a, like the perspective is a little bit warped, but how I look is I'm like, I'm a craftsman. I'm just working from home. Like I'm able to support my family. It feels, it feels timeless. It feels like something that people have been doing for thousands of years. It feels so human. It feels so just, just so real. It feels natural. It feels like what I should be doing. Just working my, with my hands, like taking care of my family and the right inside. I'm working from home. Like this feels like what we were meant to do as people is just create things. And that, and that feeling, like, even though I was making these bubble caps all day and, like, there was times in my life where this would have meant super annoying. I would have wanted to quit glass blowing if I had to make that many bubble caps. 
but now I'm in a state of mind where I'm just, I just feel lucky. I'm like, look at, I get to, I get to be here, do this. This is nice. I think it's sometimes it's hard to find that perspective though, you know, especially if you haven't worked a lot of shitty jobs. If you've worked a lot of shitty jobs and then you, you get a gig where you get to work from home and create art and smoke weed, then you would, you'd be just super grateful because, but if you've, you've had pretty good jobs and this probably doesn't sound great to you, but I've worked a lot of shitty jobs over the years <clears throat> being like, you know, being a high school dropout and shit, you don't, you don't get picked first. You know, that's, it's like, it's like I had to make my own path. I feel like just because there wasn't, there was never going to be an opportunity. And that's, that's one thing that I've noticed about this industry and I'm going to light my joint. We'll talk about this a little bit. Um, but it's just in the beginning, I thought that I just had to meet the right people, but that's just not true. And we'll talk about that a little bit. And now it's not true for me. There's a lot of people that find great success in just the people you know. I'm just going to tell you about my personal experience. Because I met a lot of like people. And it didn't change where I am today at all. Alright, so when I first moved to Colorado, um, I spent like probably 50% of my time like just going and hanging out with people, session, going to different parties, going to different shows. And I was just trying to meet like the right people so that like they'd see my work and then like appreciate me and what I was trying to do and this and that. And um, I met a lot of awesome people. I met people and like this scooped pieces and we did stuff together and like, you know, events, this and that. Like I did lots of stuff that was like maybe not what I wanted to do, but I was like, this is what's going to help me be successful. And I, some of the people I met were some of the biggest people in my eyes, obviously, because this is an opinion thing, who you think is like the biggest person running the industry. But a lot of the people I was interacting with, I was like, these are the people. All I got to do is work around these people and I'll find success. No, it was really just expensive. It was really just a lot more spending time trying to build relationships, business relationships and just trying to keep people happy that... I wasn't blowing enough glass to even be good at what I was trying to, you know, be part of and sell. I was spending too much time just talking to people and I wasn't in the studio working and focusing on the craft and let the art speak for itself. I was like, no, it's like I got to meet the right people. That's the only way it's going to work. It wasn't until like we hit like, you know, speed bumps in the road and not having enough money and like trying to find ways to pay the bills and keep being full-time glass blowers like, that I was like, no, like, it's not about who you know. It's just about, like, in my opinion, it's about how much effort you're willing to put in, how hard you're willing to work. Um, I, like, in 2016, I just had to fucking, I was like, it's it. I'm not hanging out with people anymore. I'm just going to work. And I'm going to work so hard that something will come out of this. It has to. I won't give it any choice. This is it. And I just buried myself in the studio and just worked like a crazy person. And that's when my perspective changed in a positive way. And I'm going to say, like, at that time, maybe I was in a negative headspace. But I was, instead of sitting around feeling bad for myself, I tried to put myself in a space where even if I'm in a shitty mood or I'm upset about stuff or I'm feeling jealousy that someone else is doing better than me, I'm going to take all that and turn it into some way, well, at least if I'm going to sit around and feel like this, let's find a way to make it productive because life's going to be really shitty if my we don't have money to pay the bills and my wife's scared and all this shit. You, know, you don't want to be there. Bane, Luna, you guys are troublemakers today. No, bro. 
We got some headies on the table, bro. You gotta go lay down. Um, but yeah, once I started focusing more just on like, you know, instead of trying to like be friends with everybody. And I think that's good to network, you know, get yourself out there and stuff. But I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready yet. I was getting too ahead of myself. I was, I thought I was somewhere else. You know, I was, it was almost disrespectful to all the people that came before me that I thought that I was ready to be in some circle or sit at a certain table. I wasn't. I needed to work harder. I needed to make more glass. I needed to do more. I needed to fail more. And um, it's when I stopped and just said, I need to focus more on the art and less on like all these people I'm trying to appease and groups I'm trying to hang out with. That changed everything for me. And I don't, and I'm not saying that's the case for everyone. Of course, you could probably meet the right people and find really good success and live the exact lifestyle you want. For me, it, that's not how it worked out. So it was just hard work. That's it. I mean, and just being committed to that, that one, that one task. But yeah, again, don't know how we got there, but we were talking about functional pieces. Um, both the perks, back to what we were talking about. And this is, I talked about this last episode, but all my perks are reinforced. So the honey jar recycler perk, it's a reinforced gridded inline. It's welded to the back wall here. So it's welded in two places. It really helps, like with, like I said before, if the piece tips over something, you bang it against your sink when you're cleaning it. Helps with that vibration in the piece that might break off the perk. Um, the RBRs have that perk welded to the bottom, which is like a huge weld. It's like 22 millimeters. It's just super fat. I'm trying to find the best. There we go. But it's like this whole huge shower head's welded to the bottom. Um, let's see. There. Yeah, there we go. But yeah, it's those reinforced perks are super important because in the beginning for me too, guys, like, and this is more for like our, the glass blowers out there. Someone that maybe is just learning to blow glass in the beginning. I kind of had to reinforce them because I couldn't get the other weld clean until I could, um, basically have the weld bridged. So what I mean is, is when I was putting perks in, I had to weld them to the other wall so that I had it stable enough to do the main weld so it didn't like break or crack while I was trying to do it because I just didn't know what I was doing I I didn't have someone show me how to put a perk in so I was like in my head I was like okay well how would that be put in there and I just <clears throat> tried some things and that's how it worked for me I had to have them all reinforced in the beginning to make sure that the weld um wouldn't crack while I was trying to clean it up because shit wouldn't be clean when I first stuck it in I'd have to like do a ton of work to clean it up so yeah, reinforced perks, but nowadays they have a, a pure function that's just to help that like strength of the piece, the structural integrity of the pipe, you know, cut down on that vibration. But yeah, side by side, these essentially are almost the exact same pipe, but different engines and a little bit different like uptakes. Like they're just a little different, but they have a completely different hit. Um, I'd say if you're someone that likes a little bit more chug, a little bit more restriction, go with a honey jar recycler. I would say if you're someone that like, you know, like the RBR is like this effortless, it doesn't hit like a recycler. If you don't like recyclers, try an RBR because it doesn't hit like a recycler. It's It's got a very different hit. It's a unique hit for sure. And they're both unique hits, but obviously everyone has a preference when they're smoking. I have friends that don't like recyclers and never have. They only like a two-hole Diffie or a Grammy tube, which is I whatever. You know, I have friends that don't even dab. So it's, this is all a preference thing, but I wanted to give a little breakdown on um, 
Jeez, these dogs. I wanted to give you guys a little bit of breakdown on like the side by side because recently, like I said, I've had a lot of people asking what I prefer. Um, <clears throat> honestly, like I prefer variety. I when I was a collector, I had all different stuff. When I would go into a shop, I'd buy a straight tube with an inline and then a tree perk above it or just an inline and they both had a different hit and I liked both hits. I liked the variety. So me as a collector, I'm the type of person that likes to have everything. Um, but then there's some people that like, they're very, they're, you know, they know exactly what they like. I just like, I was the same way with Terps and I was the same way when I used to grow. <clears throat> I wasn't growing for like quantity or like yield. I was growing for the Terps. Everything was for the Terps. Like, I wasn't trying to push my plants super hard to max out like how much weight they were putting out. I was like pushing that. I was like just babying them. I was like, Oh, you guys want a little more of this? You want that? So they got juicy and just turped out, just dripping. I was, I was a terp farmer and I miss it, but it was a lot of work and I just, I'm too busy these days to be farming terps, but I liked variety when I was doing, I had all the different flavors. I had a fridge full of all these different flavors and I was all about the variety and you know, I was really into the, into the terps. So my point is, is it depends what type of collector you are. My, what my favorite one is, I like all of them. Um, but I would say the double diffused, <clears throat> it's such a unique hit. Even if you don't have a double diffused, try to smoke one or find someone that does so you can try one out because it's, it's different. The double diffused has a pretty unique hit. Hmm. Just talking, mouth's getting super dried out. I'm so happy I feel better this week. Last episode we filmed, God, I felt like shit. But we did it. We did it. <clears throat> and today's beautiful in Colorado, even though we're under mandatory quarantine. Um, it's like 66 degrees out and sunny, if you guys were curious. I'm not trying to rub it in. But I come from, up, I'm from upstate New York. I'm from Syracuse, New York, where it's always gray. So <clears throat> moving to Colorado has totally changed, the like, for me, like, Man, it's motivated me. If you live in a place where it's really gray and you don't feel motivated, try the sun. It helps. Um, when I found the sun, I started working a lot more efficiently and I started feeling a lot better. And it's funny, but also true. It's like you really, <clears throat> it's really, I feel like it's super important to be able to get out into the sun and feel that because when you're living in a gray ass place like Syracuse, New York, fuck. Just for me, I get those, those seasonal blues where you're just not motivated. <coughs> Oh, yeah. Ooh, this wedding cake. You know, it got me pretty stoned today, but I definitely feel a little bit more. <clears throat> I feel a bit, little bit more aware than I did that one episode from it. Man, I can't wait till this quarantine's over, though. I'm so excited to go get my, my dumplings again and my steam buns. God, I miss those, those chewy little steam buns from Lucky Dumpling. But, yeah. Move these out of the way real quick, everybody. Real quick. There we go. That's better. And again, that whole part we just talked about would have been, if you're listening to this in just audio, you won't, you don't know what's going on. I talk a lot, but it's mostly about like showing these two pieces side by side. Well. The Planet Caravan, we got good news today. The Planet Caravan order landed safely. So that huge drop is probably going to be available next week. We shipped over 100 pounds of glass this past Monday. 
And, um, well, okay, let's be real. There was a lot of shipping materials. The boxes, all the boxes we shipped, it was over 100 pounds. So in boxes when we, you know, did the FedEx thing. So it was probably wasn't 100 pounds in glass, but it was a lot of glass. It was, it was, an, it was a really exciting accomplishment because, man, like, we, it's a, like, not only did Planet Caravan, but we, we all, it's like a big investment for everyone involved to make an order that big. And shipping it is just was stressful. And like literally the guy that picked up these boxes from my studio, cause we never, we usually deliver these ourselves to the facility, make sure everything checks in, make sure they scan in safely. But because of cord dude, we had to have a FedEx truck come to us. And the kid that came to us had just started. He, he, he literally climbed out and he was like talking to someone on his earbuds and like, and I, and I could tell he seemed really stressed. And I was like, is everything good? He's like, Oh yeah, man. Like this is my first day. He's like my fucking, uh, my boss is just telling me what to do through these earbuds. I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm about to put literally like, I don't even want to say the number. I didn't even want to tell him. I was scared to tell him how much money in glass was there. Cause I was like, are you, do you really work for FedEx? Do you look like you might not work for FedEx right now? Like I was scared and he was parked outside our house for like 40 minutes before he came up to us. Yeah, Cause I don't think he knew if he was in the right spot. And then he was like, Oh, I got this box for you. And he brought me some color from glass alchemy. And then he was like, am I taking these too? I'm like, yeah, we had you scheduled. So he didn't even know he was supposed to take them. Okay. But long story short, the fucking glass made it safely to planet caravan. So we good. I, I hope I think, well, it says I made it there and they said they got it, but hopefully everything made it safely in the boxes. The boxes are there though. So that drop should be happening next week. I know a lot of you have been like, I've been getting a lot of DMs been like, I thought Planet Caravan would be available already or this or that. And I'm like, it will be available, I think, this upcoming week. And oh boy, it's a lot of clear. So all you guys have been waiting. So we haven't done a clear drop this size. We haven't had clear glass available and maybe we did like a small like six piece clear drop, but that doesn't even count. Like that was sold to local people at a shop and no one even got a chance online to them. But we haven't done a clear drop like this, I think, since fucking... December before Christmas. So it's been a long time. So there's a lot of you guys out there waiting for those like more affordable RBRs. They have the same function as those fully colored expensive ones. And like most, a lot of people, they like prefer the clear ones. They love that just clear glass. You see all the smoke and the water. And I was the same way when I was collecting, you know, some color, you know, sometimes it, you know, doesn't show the function as much as a clear piece. And some people just want these for the function. That's what they're made for. They're pure function. That's it. It's like they're they're a simple, direct, just like super functional piece. That's the idea behind the RBR. Um, the honey jar definitely follows more of that, more like obviously a little more like artistic, like the handmade joints and all that, a lot more shaping and stuff like that. Fuck, what was I talking about just before we got distracted by pipes again? I never even know like what I talk about in these podcasts until I see the episode. And I'm like, holy shit, I thought it was a dream. I didn't think I'd, I'd talk about that. I talked about Rugrats last episode, dude. That was weird. Where did they even come from? You guys should check it out, though. Also, too, um, I got to say this. Anyone that is looking for, like, because I constantly on, especially now through, like, YouTube and emails, getting questions about where to get Bear Mount Studio stuff. Like, we sell all the mood mats and stickers and all that stuff. That's all available on our website, bmsglass.com. So bmsglass.com, easy enough to get to, and that's where you can find all that fun stuff. But yeah, doing a drop this big with Planet Caravan during a pandemic is pretty crazy. 
I'm going to tell you what, I got some anxiety. I'm like, whoa, what a crazy time to do a drop this big. But people still seem to be so excited, and I love that. You guys give me, like, you know, hope and motivation with, you know, just how excited you get about stuff. And that's why doing these podcasts and doing all the Instagram stuff is just, it's a real treat. I mean, obviously, there's days where someone might spoil it with some negativity, but that's life, man. And I try not to take it too personal because I know most of the time people don't mean the shitty things they say. They're just having a bad day. But thank you, everybody, who's just supporting everything we're doing during this crazy time. This, All the videos and stuff is almost like one of the only things people can do right now. So I'd say if you're a small business owner, you don't need to be a glass blower. Just really anything you do, take this as an opportunity to work on some, uh, try doing some videos, try doing some social media stuff. And just give it a shot. Even if it doesn't seem like it's working, stick with it. Like we said in the beginning of this episode, we talked about a little bit about that consistency. little call back there man what else mark where are we at like 35 right now or something 25 like an hour already this seems to keep happening we go through a time warp or at least i do it's definitely those strong marijuanas and i need to find i would love to find a dispensary to sponsor the podcast that'd be sick so i could shout them out but let me tell you what up where I'm getting all this once this wedding cake, this is from fucking a, cu- a cut above. So even though this is, they're not paying me, I'm gonna tell you guys, and all you probably live closer. I have to drive an hour and a half to go get this. But um, yeah, from a cut above, they're killing it. Um, so far right now, the Hawaii show is still on. Um, we will see though. If here's my thoughts on it, either it's a hundred percent, like either it's gonna like be rescheduled. Or everything's going to start being better by then. It's going to be the first time people can get out and party and have some fun. And everyone's going to get cheap tickets. And we're going to have a huge party and do all the weeds together in Hawaii. Um, and that's really what I hope happens. But we're staying positive. Um, but I'll keep you guys updated on that. With everything I hear and find out about shows and things we're doing. Because we still have a show planned for DC in like September. So, but we'll see. You know what I mean? Like no matter what, I'm going to keep doing these drops. I've talked to my oxygen supplier and my gas supplies. They're not stopping. They're considered a essential business or, um, or whatever. They got some sort of thing where they can stay open through this whole thing. So they're bringing me all my gas. Um, and we got our food and we're just going to keep making videos. We're going to keep making glass art. I'm going to play around with new functionals. We got, like I said, like, I think that we're super close right now to being able to get the last few parts for our lathes. I had to save money. I don't want to take on loans and stuff, so I'm just trying to work hard and buy stuff when I save for it. So it's a process. But I'm super close to getting the last few things I need to get my lathe stations running so I can start prototyping my flower pieces and all this new stuff I wanted to make, the reason I got these lathes, and we can do some fun giveaways and just make a bunch of new cool shit and share it all with you guys. We'll do episodes probably on the lathe and stuff too. We'll just, we'll do all different shit like this. There's no format to this podcast. I'm just going to kind of do what I'm feeling. And if you guys have ideas, throw them out there. And if you want to contribute in that way, that's how we're going to do it. So, um, yeah, we're going to keep doing these, uh, this, I'm going to fucking, we're, we're probably going to end this right now. I just want to thank all you guys that made it this far. It's crazy. Any of you guys that watch an hour of me talking, I really appreciate you. That's, that's, 
this this podcast is really small right now, but already it's totally changed my life with things. Just just how I look at things. So just want to thank everybody that is supporting this. That's um part of this and um this is the what's up everybody podcast uh you guys have an awesome day and uh stay safe out there wash your hands